podcast is brought to you as a joint initiative between Anubhav, the National Institute of Social Defense, Ministry of Social Justice and Empowerment, and Media for Community Foundation. Producers, Kowai Vani, Kowai Care Retirement Communities. If you are a senior citizen and need help, contact our Elder Helpline 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. We promise to help you lead a better life. I repeat, 14567 between 8 a.m. and 8 p.m. Hello, friends. Memory is a very private storehouse, the key to which belongs exclusively with the owner. It starts from the moment of birth and we continue to add to the treasure trove every day. A never-ending accumulation of sights, smells, sounds, songs, knowledge on varied subjects, some very personal incidents and opinions, and a plethora of trivia as well. As we age more and more, many of our senses fail little by little. But there's always a prop to aid us in some failings. Cataract operations and lenses help our vision. Hearing aids open up to the audio world. Walking sticks, walkers and wheelchairs enable mobility and many similar contraptions make life easier for senior citizens. But the most stealthy and agonizing affliction is that of memory loss which strikes at the very root of existence. It creeps up almost unobtrusively and insidiously, then at times gallops to rob a precious treasure or nibbles away relentlessly over the years, leaving us bereft of joy of walking down memory lane. Nothing can be worse than the loss of memory and the inability to recognize a well-beloved face. It is as good as saying goodbye to life and is the beginning of a living death. It also exposes the person to many dangers when attendants can take advantage of the vulnerable condition. <clears throat> and if the caregivers are loved ones, it subjects them to much emotional pain and mental torture. Many people accept loss of memory as an inevitable part of aging and do not recognize that it could be a menace that can eat away the person's self. Everyone has an annual checkup to keep a watch on blood sugar, cholesterol or thyroid. Why cannot we do the same to detect early onset of Alzheimer's? We had an extremely informal, informative question and answer session with Dr. Anita, a consultant geriatric psychiatrist at Nightingale's Center for Aging and Alzheimer's Center, Bangalore. With core and specialist psychiatry training in the UK, she works on improving access to dementia care and to improve awareness in the community. She also works closely with specialists in a general hospital to sensitize other specialists about the needs of the elderly. Speaking to her is Ms. Ramani Sundaram, clinical neuroscientist and dementia trainer, working as team lead in Nightingale's Medical Trust, a sterling not-for-profit organization founded 
by Dr. Radha S. Murthy and Mr. Prem Kumar Raja. NMT is dedicated to the well-being of the elderly and persons with dementia and Alzheimer's since 1998. Hi, Dr. Anita. So today we are going to talk about dementia. Thank you for accepting our invite. So I'll start with the questions. Is dementia and Alzheimer's disease the same or different? And in what way? Thank you for inviting me for this uh, conversation, Ramani. Very interesting question there. Dementia is an umbrella term where your brain is degenerating, basically. And it can happen for multiple reasons. Alzheimer's dementia or disease is a type of dementia. And that is the most common dementia that we know of. Okay. Doctor, we have uh, heard that it could be hereditary. Is it true? The most common type of Alzheimer's disease is due to aging. Age is your biggest risk factor, right? Now, hereditary factors do play a role and increase your risk of getting dementia. So if you have a first-degree relative who has had dementia, you are more likely to get it with along with other risk factors, not necessarily due to it. But we cannot say the same thing for young onset dementias. For early onset Alzheimer's, frontotemporal dementia, and some other rare forms of dementias, hereditary factors do play a large role. Interesting. As you spoke about uh, young onset dementia, is dementia specifically a disease of old? Majority of Alzheimer's disease, which is the most common cause of uh, dementia, is a disease of elderly. Okay. And what are the early signs of Alzheimer's disease, doctor? Now, it is, I would always like to compare Alzheimer's disease or dementia to pregnancy. It is very hard to catch at an early stage because it will be passed off as normal aging because it is an age-related illness. So what happens is you might have some slips of memory. This is the most common or an isolated incident of missing the way, misplacing things. When these symptoms start affecting a person's functioning or has caused a major trouble in the way that they live, that is when we generally pick up, okay. right? So in some cases, it is uh, problems with thinking, making decisions, difficulty in understanding, difficulty in concentrating in certain aspects, the, or doing simple math or able to do their day-to-day -day transactions in a bank or the shop. These are the things that predominantly get affected. But it is also not uncommon to see people to have personality changes where they family come and say that he's not himself. He gets angry too soon. He gets aggressive with us or he started spending too much or he's uh, losing control. Not finding the right words is another common complaint that people do talk about. Other than that, there are mood symptoms where they kind of, you know, have depressive feelings or apathetic. Some people do present with hallucinations and delusions too. So it is very hard to put finger on what starts off, but majority of the time it's simple memory problems. Right, right. That's very interesting because I think when we talk about simple memory problems, in many times it could be categorized as normal aging. So how can a person who has some sort of a memory loss get themselves screened for dementia? 
Ramani, this is a very important area for intervention and uh, something that we have to pay attention to. Alzheimer's or dementia of any kind has got preclinical stage. And preclinical stage is what we call as when we closely observe that, you know, your elderly or the loved one with who's over 60 or 65 has got place for some interventions which can buy them few years of independence. And I would say this stage, you know, offering, we have multiple um, elderly packages, but none of the elderly master health checks ever offer memory screening. This right. would be the good starting point, according to me. So memory screening, even a mild one, we can then investigate it further by detailed cognitive testing. And there are treatable dementias, like there are some vitamin deficiencies that contribute to memory problems. There is depression, which is very common in elderly that contributes to memory problems. Right. There is alcohol excess. There is uh, repeated, uh, you know, the vascular events in some people who have got vascular risk factors like hypertension and uh, diabetes, which with poor control, they develop, you know, memory problems. All these are contributory factors towards developing uh, Alzheimer's. So these things can easily be treated and a person can remain uh, without progression of those symptoms. Um, so th that screening is something that's... Right, right. What would the screening usually involve? The screening that would be... Normally what happens is a neurologist, a psychiatrist, or an elderly physician, these are the people to generally, you know, people go to normally and uh, they do complain about their memory problems. So few things that I mentioned in the earlier questions are incorporated into so-called dementia screening. That is, they check for their, uh, you know, the physical symptoms, their uh, sugar control, their uh, thyroid levels, calcium levels, vitamin B12, folate, um, vitamin D levels. Yeah. Uh, there is also chronic uh, inflammatory conditions that can right. contribute to uh, memory problems. So there are CRP levels. Uh, there is also some sexual uh, illnesses from the past. So VDRL, these are the things that are checked as the blood tests. Mm. And they also do um, CT or MRI. Most likely MRI is more helpful to check if there are brain changes like shrinking, specific parts of brain that are shrunken. So that way we can identify an Alzheimer, um, you know, pathology is started or not started. Most probable, again, the the Correct way of diagnosis is not possible, but we are we will be getting most probable diagnosis with these kind of um, you know tests. Alongside all this, the most important thing is what we know as what we call as cognitive screening. That is, we do memory testing. We call it memory, but there are various domains that we test for, like language, attention, concentration visuospatial skills, long-term, short-term memory, calculations, 
fluency test. These are tests that give us idea about how a person's brain is functioning and which areas are already compromised. By this way, we will be able to establish a baseline functioning for any person, elderly person. All these things put together will give us some idea about somebody's possibility of developing yeah. um, dementia online. So, or so an elderly with uh, memory loss could just possibly take at least the cognitive screening at the first place, which is just a paper pencil based test where there are just certain questions that are being asked. They could just see how how is their cognitive function as such, and if there are some issues, they can then look into further evaluation, as you suggested. Correct, correct, Ramani. That's the message. Uh, doctor, is dementia treatable? Is Alzheimer's disease treatable? Oh, Ramani, I don't know how to answer that, but. Dementia, if you ask me a specific question and a specific answer to that, it, no, it's not treatable. Uh, is it manageable? Yes. Like any other illness, like hypertension, like diabetes, like any chronic illness, rheumatoid arthritis, we don't treat it, we don't cure it, but we manage it. Similarly, Alzheimer's disease can be man managed. Living well with dementia is the concept. How do we live with an illness with a quality of life? That is what we are all trained, trying to achieve. Right. And when we talk about management, what sort of management are we talking about, doctor? See, Ramani, we discussed about what all we are going to screen, right? So the these are all treatable factors. So we are going to treat if any of these things are affected. Like, for example, if thyroid is not good then you treat thyroid conditions so your thinking is faster and you know you're uh, uh, functioning at an optimum level similarly b12 deficiencies contribute to somebody's uh, thinking uh, abilities remembering abilities so we treat that with appropriate medications and what we call this as you know whether it is sugar control or cholesterol levels these are all factors that increase the risk of dementia because in Alzheimer's what happens your nerve cells are dying or rather degenerating and becoming what we call as plaques and tangles right now the, there is another side-by-side -side process that happens that is your arteries are also getting blocked and causing mini strokes or vascular changes what we call in the brain that also contributes to the loss of functioning of the brain. So if we control the blood pressure, diabetes, cholesterol, not only is your heart functioning well, your brain is also functioning well. So that is the mantra. There is also other inflammations. Some, some studies have shown that inflammation is the reason that you know, brain cells automatically become plaques and tangles. So if we address some chronic inflammation that can be happening, these are the ways of handling uh, dementia. There is also mental health conditions like somebody with depression can develop dementia. So treating and depression is treatable. So treating somebody with depression, their risk of developing dementia will come down, right? So, the, these are the ways of managing. Right. Are there any licensed drugs that could be used for dementia per se? 
See, the, there are definitely some pharmacological therapy that we can use. And these medications are shown to be delaying the onset of uh, dementia. Now, what does uh, the Alzheimer's do? It takes away your personality and it takes away your cognitive ability that you will not be able to care for yourself. So let's say if it is delayed even by a few months or years, that is an added you know, advantage. advantage for somebody. So these medications are called cholinesterase inhibitors. Um, so these medications do contribute uh, towards improving quality of life and delaying the onset of dementia when started in preclinical and early stages. Wonderful, wonderful. Uh, doctor, as you spoke about the treatment, saying that there's no cure for dementia as such, but it is manageable. Uh, given there's no cure, uh, how do we encourage people to get themselves screened? for uh, memory loss, you know, if at all they have a memory loss, how do we get themselves screened? And given that there's a lot of stigma around dementia itself, so how do we address that? Ramani, you've brought up a very interesting topic. It is uh, not only um, stigma. Um, the, sorry, can we do that? I think I started it. Ramani, what we need to know um, is whenever there is lack of awareness, there is stigma attached to it. If you see ages ago, people with diabetes also were not married. People with asthma were told you cannot get married. Right. That was because of lack of awareness. We are in that state with regards to dementia. Right? So the more the awareness improves, the stigma will be demystified by itself. And we have stigma at various levels. And uh, one is by denial. One is due to denial that, um, that you know, there is no dementia. It is all aging. Right. And who invests in age? Aged person. That ageist attitude is also there. So, we, all these things has to change. And stigma because, as I said in the earlier segment, some of the symptoms of dementia is also psychological symptoms. And you know very well how much of uh, stigma is attached to any mental illness because if they have low uh, mood, if they have delusions, hallucinations as part of dementia, people are in denial uh, and they, don't, they do not want to believe a brain condition can... Uh, cause all this we are basically removed from the fact that you know brain and mind are linked true and true. i think this is the major cause for dementia and we don't like to acknowledge mind symptoms right and in with regards to alzheimer's or dementia i think we have to go on a big uh, awareness drive openly discuss educate our younger generations i talk about you know this middle-aged people who are professionals i think we have to empower them with a lot of uh, information to look after their elderly much better correct so uh, doctors you being a geriatric psychiatrist are there any platforms or are there any ways that these elders can actually go and get themselves screened maybe perhaps in a confidential manner 
Ramani, this pandemic has uh, really opened up a lot of avenues. I must say it, is, it has been very difficult two years, but it has also been a very innovative time for mental health. And, uh, and the number of online mental health platforms that have come for various other adult disorders to now elderly is also one of the things is started by Nightingale's Medical Trust called uh, DEM Clinic. This is a fantastic opportunity for anybody who's concerned about their elderly or their, they themselves where they feel they have they're offering uh, initial assessment and screening for free. I mean, this is a quite an expensive uh, assessment if you go on the private practice seeking it out and that's offered for free. They have empaneled a lot of psychiatrists uh, onto the platform so you can you can have access to one of some of the best practicing old age psychiatrists uh, in the country. So th these things have come up. Even doctors, you know, psychiatrists are offering online assessments. So they can't get more confidential and easier than accessing these kind of assessments from the comfort of your own house. By no means they 100% replace a one-on-one, -on -one, but at least it is a start. I think things will get much streamlined and better serviced as the time goes by. Wonderful. Uh, doctor, why are we talking about dementia so much right now? Though we do agree there is lack of awareness, is dementia such a huge problem for India? Ramani, dementia is a big problem for the entire world. The world has recognized it. Um, you know that European Western countries or even, you know, the Far East countries like Japan have aging population more than compared to younger population. India is on that side, moving on to that side. With a better population control, we are now an aging population. Our uh, estimated, um, you know, um, population, aging population will reach the 25 times more uh, in about 10 years. And if we do not act now, we will be in a big trouble because dementia will, people will live with dementia with poor uh, access to services. services yes. So that will not be good for the country. Dementia causes disability. Dementia causes dependence. And uh, th that is not good. Correct. I, I, I was just going through certain reports uh, which says that inter internationally, like every three seconds, there's someone who's getting diagnosed with dementia. The recent WHO report said that there are about 10 million cases of dementia True. added every year. Uh, India itself is saying that there are about 6.1 million people with dementia. Correct. Given that only 10% of people ever get diagnosed. You're 100% right on right, that numbers. Right. Right. So, so as you said, probably we have to increase the rate of diagnosis to probably make the treatment better. And as you rightly said, the societal cost of looking after someone with dementia is also huge. Correct. Correct. Yeah, yeah. So, Dr. I think we've spoken a lot about dementia. I think to look at the brighter side, is there anything that we can do in terms of prevention? What is it that we can do to make sure that we do not, you know, uh, get this disease? Perhaps... I know that there are no proven prevention techniques as such, but there might be some strategies that might be very helpful. Can you throw some light on that? 
Prevention will have to be at multiple levels, uh, Ramani. The thing is, um, we can individually, like I say, education is the key. Improving awareness and education is the key. I think it, it, our prevention strategy should start early on. Like, like I say, middle age would be the right time to start. And a person with better sugar control, better heart, uh, you know, nutrition, nutrition yes. uh, exercise is one of the most proven uh, strategies in preventing dementia. Uh, there is uh, enough and more research evidence to say that, you know, having about 30 minutes of moderate exercise two to three times a week will be more than enough to keep your heart and brain happy. Right. 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 And there is also uh, food uh, rich in um, omega-3 fatty acids. Yes, yeah. these are foods that yeah. tend yeah. to what we call as what these kind of foods. What it does is reduces inflammatory uh, reactions in the brain and it helps with better neuronal connections and things like that. So, which is anyway good for your brain health. True, true. And uh, there is all like I mentioned about inflammation, right? Um, reducing inflammation, the, the multiple strategies to reduce inflammation, you know, like some talk about diet, some talk about uh, anti-inflammatory, like going on aspirin and things like that. Any school of medicine which promotes anti-inflammatory will be good. Right. The, one of the other most neglected uh, thing is sleep hygiene. Sleep is a very important role in clearing of amyloid plaques. They have said that people who have poor sleep also have it has been proven that they develop cognitive deficits much true, more true, early true, yes. so i think to correcting your sleep you know one way or the other which is most you know doctors can uh, identify what sort of sleep disorder you have and then treat and get all those addressed these this is one way of personally somebody addressing their own uh, brain health the other ways is, uh, you know, obviously education to the colleagues as well, our own medical colleagues being in tune with somebody. is It's more common for an over 65 to have more confusions post-surgery, post-ICU admissions, or when they're unwell, to just to kind of think about, could this be dementia? So sensitizing every section of uh, our you know society it takes a village to raise a child and so does it takes a village to look after an elderly and as a civilized society we have to do that we yeah. need dementia friendly services everybody has to start thinking about oh i see somebody who's looking a bit lost and could this be that and should we be attending to them or if you have a person who's left his uh, was newspaper out and not picked up, you know, was your elderly neighbor. Somebody has to think this is, is not there looking, there wrong? is changing. Yeah. Yeah. So prevention, I, I talk both in medical and societal terms that, you know, we have to be a lot more in tune with a lot of things to address things. Yeah, yeah. correct. Uh, and doctor, adding to what you already said, I think also right now there's a lot of buzz around, you know, keeping yourself socially connected, uh, talking to each other. And I think also, uh, you know, doing some sort of, you know, mentally stimulating activities. You know, I think even that is quite helpful, isn't it, doctor? You're absolutely spot on on that, Ramani. 
yes uh, social i think i forgot to kind of uh, talk about that social stimulation has got the best what the stimulation for the brain we have what is known as cognitive stimulation therapy for people with uh, cognitive difficulties or dementias in our centers um we as much as we talk about exercise there are two important aspects the one is exercise and one is uh, social stimulation social stimulation lights up your brain in very different ways and that anything that lights up your brain in different ways is good for your brain so isolatedly a person sitting in sudoku to going to meet a set of friends or people and uh, playing a housey which might not be that you know highly stimulating if you compare the two probably going and being in a company and playing housey would be good for that elderly person definitely, definitely. so i would be you know loneliness is a biggest another problem amongst elderly and that really robs them of a lot of cognitive uh, abilities so creating opportunities for elderly to mix and uh, to socialize um, is the utmost important thing and uh, structured and for already diagnosed people with dementia these cognitive stimulation therapies are uh, promoted in active aging centers like the ones run by nightingales um, they they are conducted by psychologists and they have a particular protocol of doing it and they mix both cognitive and physical gym activities if you want to call it that way and that that really helps in somebody's uh, improvement in their functioning Yeah. so wonderful mm-hmm. doctor i think uh, uh, as we have speak, spoken a lot about prevention i think a lot of people will have doubts that there are many famous people who have done all of these that we have spoke about as preventive activity probably you know having good education keeping yourself active socially mentally you know like we talk about say uh, ronald reagan margaret thatcher or ms subalakshmi but they did went on to develop dementia so what does it tell about the situation Ramani you you asked again a very important question like i said nobody is immune aging is the one major risk factor for dementia and when i say major it is major right nothing everything else like i said we don't know the cause of dementia everything else we discussed today is a contributory factor understood right there are protective factors like you said keeping yourself active education levels right good nutrition everything that we have spoken are protective factors but they are not um they are not going to stop it from coming if you are prone to getting it so does um these famous people it it's fantastic that these people said that they have had alzheimers and we need many more such names to come out for people to you asked me a question about stigma apart from this these names can you name many more people there are a lot more people famous celebrities who suffer from alzheimers but we don't know nobody wants to disclose it such is the stigma attached to it start i think people should start reporting it should start treating it as a normal issue and come forward for studies to prevent it and whatever comes through uh, the co- correct way of uh, you know investigating and research 
support such activities, we will be able to win over Alzheimer's one day. I'm sure we will find a cure. Wonderful, doctor. I think that I would uh, want to ask you one last question as we close this session. So you know that this is going to be listened by a lot of elders. What is it that you want to uh, tell them as they all are in the age group, which is more prone to dementia? And you've already put it that by keeping themselves active, they can reduce the probability. If, if at all you want to leave them with a message, what that would be? See, this is, um, this is a message not only for elders, but definitely for my parents too, because they are in that age group. Elders have to learn to plan their retirement. A lot of our Indian parents live for their children. And I think they have to plan it for themselves. Plan it in such a way that, um, that they are active, they are enjoying, and they are able to uh, you know, attend to their needs first. This is the first thing I would say. Second thing is, do not hesitate if you do have depression, because depression can be treated and seek out help because that does impact your dementia, uh, you know, onset. Second thing is, pay attention, pay attention. And there is nothing wrong if a close family member points out you are forgetting, accept help, get screened. That is the first starting point because that screening place, whichever that I spoke about, the age care, um, you know, uh, resources we have always is connected with a lot of support groups as well, right? Whether it is a DEM clinic or uh, some other clinics established by others, they're always linked up with Support services. services. They are able to link you up with support services, whether you are diagnosed with one or not. And you being educated, you will pick up. It's a chain reaction. So look after yourselves and look out for others who might need help amongst you. Support each other and seek help. That's all I would like to say. Wonderful, doctor. So I think though we may say that there's no cure for dementia, we'll just leave it at there's still hope there's help so people should get themselves screened keep themselves active physically mentally and socially that's wonderful doctor thank you thank you Ramon. on behalf of kovaiwani thank you very much dr anita and miss ramani for taking time off from your busy schedule to talk to our listeners on a topic that is not only one of great interest but one that causes much anxiety and dread as one grows older. Your answers have cleared some of our doubts and fears. This is the first part of a two-part series on Alzheimer's that will be of great benefit to the community. On behalf of Kovevani, this is Malti Jaikumar signing off. Thank you. Samova Niti Matrum Adigaramalithel Amechagam Matrum Media for Community Foundation Ivergalin Kutta Muyachiaga Wungalidam Kunduvara Patadi Titta Urungani Palakal Dr. R. Sridhar Matrum Alok Verma Varkal Vanoli Urungani Palakal Puja Murada Kausalya Matrum Sai Sudhavarkal Tayari Palakal Kovai Vani Kovai Care Retirement Communities Ningal 
ஒரு மூத்த குடிமகனாக இருந்து உதவி தேவைப்பட்டால் எங்கள் எல்டர் லைன் ஹெல்ப் லைனை தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு இல் தொடர்பு கொள்ளவும் காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை ஒரு சிறந்த வாழ்க்கையை வாழ உங்களுக்கு உதவி செய்ய நாங்கள் உறுதி அளிக்கிறோம் மறுபடியும் கேளுங்கள் தொலைபேசி எண் ஒன்று நான்கு ஐந்து ஆறு ஏழு காலை எட்டு மணி முதல் இரவு எட்டு மணி வரை fight covid with two vaccinations wear a mask when you go out keep safe distance observe proper hygiene we must win we will win thank you